The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Afternoon and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff. And we're so excited that you've joined us here again today for another timely topic in developing and managing your own career. Today, we are excited to have a guest, Diane Hudson, and she is a author in the career space, a certified professional career coach, and has won some career coaching awards from Career Masters Alliance, as well as been nominated for, for some magazine awards. So we have an award-winning career coach with us on our hands today, and we are going to be talking about the age-old question that stumps everybody, tell me about yourself. And tell me about yourself in an interview situation has some very specific meanings and hidden agendas perhaps behind it. So Diane is going to be sharing some of her best practices for answering that question, as well as, of course, diving in as deep as we can to give you the best the best intelligence possible to be successful in answering that question in your next interview. So, Diane, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you, Marie. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so tell me about yourself is one of those questions that people ask at an interview, and it also is perhaps the question that we're prepared to answer if we're networking. Some people call it the elevator pitch. So, What do you see as some of the different things that people mean when they ask, tell me about yourself? What are the other questions they're really asking? Well, and that's very true. And I I do, by the way, call the tell me about yourself response, the TMA. You can put quotes around that. But they're asking, this is an opportunity for a candidate who's applying for a job in any environment, whether it's networking, interviewing, to answer the question, why can you bring value to the employer? The question is, you know, why should I hire you? What value do you have to offer my organization? And in some interviews, it might only just be the last question. Do you have any final comments for us? This is the opportunity for a candidate to really jump in there and provide really strong value for what they have to bring to the, to the organization that they're applying for. Yeah, and the organization really wants, I mean, if you're interviewing, right, it shouldn't just be a generic answer. We want to make sure that we're in some ways targeting it to that 
organization, right? Exactly. Hopefully, job seekers have done a lot of research on the organization or the company that they're applying to. They've gone to LinkedIn. They've gone to the company's website directly. They've looked at the press pages, the media pages, and they've done a lot of research on the organization, who their customers are, how much money they're bringing in, what kind of challenges that they might have, so that when they get into the interview and they are asked, you know, tell me about yourself, how is that question and that answer going to relate directly to what it is that they're looking for? So if they're looking, for example, for an accountant, um, the, the tell me about yourself response needs to talk about how I can manage your books for you, how I can you know, figure out the bottom line on your ledger, how I can help find money for you, save money for you. So that's going to be a little bit of that response. It's going to be directly related to that organization. You know, I have to, to say the, the term elevator pitch, I think I invented it when I was in college in my internship um, in a corporate communications department, and I stepped into the elevator one day all dressed in my suit and all that, ready to go upstairs to see my team that I was working with. And you know how the elevator shuts, and then just before it almost completely shuts, someone sticks their hand in and it bounces back open in step the executive vice president of corporate communications. And I'll tell you what, Marie, that was the longest, you know, 60 seconds of my life to climb up to the 32nd floor with this gentleman. And he asked me two questions. He said, number one, how are you enjoying your internship? And number two, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I answered very positively and I told him that I enjoyed the team, enjoyed working with them, enjoyed what I was working on. And I had a response for my job search going forward and I got a $500 bonus out of the deal. This was a long time ago. But that elevator pitch, that, that talk that you have, that tell me about yourself with someone else is a first impression that can make or break a job interview. Yes, and that is often, it makes or break the interview because that is when we get judged the most, right? Those first First five seconds, first minute is when the person really is deciding who we are. And I've heard a startling statistic that most people have decided if they are even considering you or not within that first one minute. They, you know, they've already sized you up and decided if you're really worth listening to or not. Exactly. I had a client that I was working with, a job seeker, who said he was a a geologist, a very senior level geologist, and he was very nervous about, tell me about yourself, very nervous about the interview. So I worked with him for a while to practice. And just comfortably, I said, well, let's just get the interview started. Just tell me about yourself. And he said, well, I like to dig for rocks in the dirt when I was a kid. And I said, you know, let's let's back up a little bit here. I appreciate that response. You're a geologist. I get it. I said, but did you not get vice presidential clearance to fly over ground zero after 9-11 to determine the depth of the fires in the earth to see if the, the buildings would collapse further? I said, why don't we take this, tell me about your response to a much higher level because that's the value that the organization is going to want to see from you. So we really have that first impression. And if he'd gone into the interview and said, well, I like to dig for rocks in the dirt, I don't think he would have made a good impression and he certainly would have not received a job offer. 
Right. We can't just kind of say the first thing that comes to our mind, having thought through it and really planned it, will make it a much more successful and specific and and meaningful piece of information to share with those across the table. Right. I highly recommend to all job seekers who are getting ready to look for a job is to almost script it out to some degree, especially if they're very nervous. A lot of people are very nervous during a job interview. It's kind of akin to public speaking. And if you don't like to public speak, you don't like to sit in an interview. It's like going into the hot seat. But people have to remember that that tell me about your response is probably the profile summary on a resume. And it's also just sitting next to somebody on an airplane or at a, at a networking event. And it might be their profile on their LinkedIn. So this is where they begin to, to brand themselves and carry that message of who they are all the way through. So if it's just a list of duties, which is what we hear most of the time from people, it's not going to be valuable. If it's a string of buzzwords, and I hear this all the time, I'm a self-motivated, independent, detail-oriented, successful people person. And that doesn't work either because, again, there's no value being offered to the employer. So how about accomplishments? How about really strong achievements and then script it out so that the person is actually talking about the biggest highlights of their career, the biggest jobs, the biggest number of people, the biggest numbers, and give that information to the employer so that it makes a a really strong first impression. Yeah, so if you could share a little bit more about what you recommend people have within this tell-me-about-yourself answer, what, what are some of the elements they should make sure they're including? They need to include something specific to the job in the company. So like I was talking about the accountant, they need to tie it back to the position that they're applying for. They need to, within that response, they've done their research. So they know, does this position require me to have a degree or a credential? And if that's the case, then they want to mention that degree or that credential in this response. They want to talk about it as a professional overview, not a personal overview. We don't want to hear things like, well, I was born in California and I went to high school in Anaheim. And, you know, we don't want to go there unless, of course, you're uh, you know, a college student who's just graduating. But on average, we want to hear the highlights of the career. I have been, I'll use a military example. I've been in the U.S. military for 20 years. Okay, good. What did you do during that 20 years? So now you start to break it down based on the position. I was an accountant. I was working on budgeting. I was a budget analyst. And I specifically managed, and this is where you get the big numbers in there, I specifically managed a budget or a spend plan when I was working in, let's say, Europe, because I used to live over in Germany. So, you know, living in Europe worked on a major spend plan worth X number of dollars, supporting 100,000 troops all over Europe and the Middle East. And then what's happening is the person who's listening is getting this awesome picture in their mind of how did this person do that? The difference would be I'm a budget analyst and I manage money and I did it for the U.S. military. And the difference is there's no picture there and there's no excitement. And so we definitely want to have those big numbers and big pieces of information in that 
probably 60 to 120 second tell me about yourself response. Good. Yes. And having planned that and thought about it and, you know, we had been talking a little bit about specifically to a company that you might go interview with, but also specific to a, a networking event you might be going to thinking about who's going to be there. What is that networking event audience going to look like? What does it make sense to share from your background with them versus, you know, some other networking event? And as you said, not making it, it's not a personal narrative by any means, but it's really not a step-by-step professional narrative either. It's picking out and highlighting things and having some kind of engaging story to tell, not just a list of details or sometimes we'll, people I'll hear doing a list of of qualities or traits in there, tell me about yourself. And when you do a list like that, it just doesn't stand out at all. So we're going to take a short break here and we'll come back and continue talking with Diane about how you can improve your response to tell me about yourself. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Did you know where you bank really matters? Values-based banking is a growing, global, viable alternative to the current banking system. Find out how you can join, share, and participate in a positive money movement that is designed to put the power back in your pockets. Listen for Building Banking on Values with host Linda Ryan. Your money matters. There is a solution, and you can be a part of something greater. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's about a different kind of banking. Do you feel it when you work with marketing or PR firms? They're moving in slow motion. Or they just don't know what they're talking about. You won't get that on Marketing at Lightspeed. Host Ethan Raziel and his guest experts will deliver tips and tricks that work at Lightspeed. If you want to accelerate your company's marketing, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are welcoming Diane Hudson, 
a career expert, award-winning career counselor, coach, and she is talking about improving your Tell Me About Yourself or Team A response. So, Diane, tell us a little bit more about why this is so important in job search and networking and specifically how it relates to the individual's personal brand that they want to be sharing as they're doing these activities. Okay, definitely. The, the, the team may response when we talk about it from the perspective of job search and networking. And when we're, when we're networking and we're in an interview, whether that interview is over the telephone or on Skype or even through the email in some cases or a chat, a chat platform, we have to remember that part of what we're doing here is communicating. It goes back to what we talked about earlier that, you know, your statistic was within the first 60 seconds that they're going to size you up and they're going to make a decision as to whether or not you've made a really good, positive, strong first impression. And part of this is just how do you communicate. So if you have practiced your tell me about your response and you're confident in telling some really strong stories, it's going to make a much better impression than if you just start off with, like I was using the geologist's example, that he just said, well, you know, I just like to dig for rocks. I was talking to a hiring manager recently for a retail establishment, and she said she just wanted to break the ice, so she asked the candidate, you know, tell me about yourself. And he looked back at her and said, what do you want to know? And so that is not the proper response. What has to happen is there has to be confidence in being able to say, this is what I can do for you, in knowing what it is that you bring to this organization. And it goes back to the brand. Each of us has a brand that we are offering to a potential employer. And a brand message needs to be very clear. You know, think about Coca-Cola, think about Pepsi-Cola, think about Mercedes, think about um, refrigerators, think about, you know, think about any uh, brand out there, Target, Nike. You know, we recognize both the logo and then in our mind we put an idea next to it as to what they have to offer us. And that's the same thing for job seekers. That brand needs to be clear in the job interview in the tell-me-about-yourself response. It needs to be clear in the LinkedIn profile and clear in the resume. A lot of times people will build a resume and kind of get that branding statement in there of what the skills are that they have to offer, what the talents are that they have to offer, what the experiences that they have to offer, and they forget to carry that brand into their tell-me-about-yourself response and their LinkedIn profile. So I recommend that my my clients sit down and make a really nice list of everything that they do. And very often I will get what we talked about a few minutes ago. I will get that list that I'm I'm hardworking, I'm successful, I'm detail-oriented. And then I ask them, okay, that's really good. And my favorite response is, I'm a people person. And I always say, well, you know what? So is my dog. You know, she loves people. She loves to sit on people's clean laundry before it's folded, and she loves to eat people carbs and sleep on people's beds. So if you tell me that you're detail-oriented or a people person or self-motivated or successful, I need you to validate that. I need you to give me a story and tell me why, because this tell-me-about-yourself response is like telling a story. We're going to draw people in and we're going to engage them and make them feel excited enough to say, I like you. I want to hear more. Let's keep this interview going. 
Yes, and people, that opening, as we've said before, is so important. And you really get to make a statement there. It's your one chance to really let your brand shine. You, you aren't in control of what questions they ask you or how they ask those questions. And so if there's a story that you really want to tell and it's really appropriate, working it into this question or this answer can be a great way to kick off the interview and to make sure that you get to tell that that story that you know is very relevant because let's face it, a lot of interviewers don't know what they're doing. They find great questions on the internet and they may or may not ask those behavioral type questions that will allow you to tell that great story. Right. And and the tell me about yourself response is, is a mini short, you know, minute, two minutes max kind of response, but it's the catalyst for them then to say, tell me more about that. Tell me more about when you created that, uh, you know, multi-million dollar spend plan for all of the troops in Europe. And then you get the opportunity to tell the full story. But you've engaged them enough. You've grabbed their interest enough to where they go, I want to know more about that. That is very interesting. Keep going. And that's what you want to do. If you're in an interview and they just say thank you and move on to the next question, you know maybe you need to up your, up your engagement level a little bit. Right, and part of building that response and that answer, since you're kind of talking about a, a military person here, is making sure that you've translated the, the language for that answer into the right employer language, right? If we've got somebody transitioning industries or transitioning out of the military, it's very important with their answer to this question that they've thought about how they tell the story and that it's going to ring true and make sense to someone that's in this new industry. Yes, absolutely. And that is why they have to do the research. They cannot, you know, and I get this a lot from people there. They're a security manager, and they're also a budget analyst just because they've had a couple different careers in their life. And they'll start talking about the security manager jobs and experience when they're in the budget analyst interview. So they really need to to focus it. And in that case, that person might need two different types of tell-me-about-yourself responses. And the tell-me-about-yourself response is probably going to be living and breathing. It's going to change according to the company and the culture that you're going to apply to. So it's very important that people recognize that, that they, they can't just, it's the same thing with a cover letter. I'll see it very often where people will write a cover letter and they won't change any of the content with inside of it. And an employer gets it and says, oh, look, they didn't even change the name of the company. You know, you have to be really careful and do a lot of research to figure out what the culture is of the company and how your brand matches that culture and then how you tell the stories when you begin to tell, your, tell me about your self-response. Yes, and, and you know, it's as you tell those stories, I always tell people to write it out the first time and don't worry about the language and then go back and, and weed it out and really think about what makes sense and what doesn't make sense for this position. And as you're p- putting together your whole tell me about yourself response, as you've kind of outlined some of those elements, you know, those elements may switch in and out. It may make more sense to talk about a, a background more with one type of job and then to talk about something different more with a different type of job. You know, like you said, if you've got two careers, 
you're going to talk more about one when it's relevant and more about the other when it's relevant and not have that canned response that often I think the elevator pitch, people think of it as a canned response and that can get us in trouble. Yes, definitely. It's got to, it's got to change. It's got to adjust. It's got to be flexible based on the position and the company that the person is applying to. And it, and it, that tell me about yourself response is going to be just as powerful when you get asked that question or when you get asked the question, you know, why should I hire you or what value do you have to offer my company? So they really, those, those people that are writing these responses and hopefully, you know, going to write this out a little bit, like I do the same thing. I tell them, just write it out the way you would talk or think, and then you can go back and adjust it based on the research that you've done. So we've talked about this and maybe alluded to it a little bit, but what, how does this figure into the resume or how can someone use the work they're doing to develop this type of response to also benefit their, their resume? For the resume and the LinkedIn profile or anything written like that, this is going to be their, their profile, their, their, their overview summary, if you will. There's a big difference between saying I'm, I'm seeking a challenging position with a growth-oriented company, which is what I see on resumes quite frequently, or just listing a laundry list of I'm detail-oriented, I'm self-motivated, I'm a people person, I'm very successful and hardworking, versus saying, and, and that you can almost take that written response that you've created and say, you know, I've had a career in, in the last 10 years working in the accounting industry for a big firm in, you know, whatever major city, and I specifically moved up the ladder from an entry level all the way up to now I'm a director and a manager, and let me tell you what the big projects are that I just managed this past year. And then you also would add in, you know, I have my master's degree, I have my... Um, my CPA, you know, whatever certifications that might be relevant. And now we've given a very powerful overview in the resume, perhaps maybe won an award or been recognized or honored somehow, completed some sort of special volunteer service. All that can be written into literally two to four lines, very tight, very powerful, and it grabs the attention of the reader as opposed to just listing a bunch of, of skills. Good. Well, you know, I think this is something that people think about a lot, but it could always use more practice, more preparation. And as you've talked about today, a little bit of of branding and story versus the default to list. So thank you so much for sharing those ideas. And please let our listeners know how they can connect with you and learn more about how you can help them. Okay, thank you. Uh, my website is uh, www. Obviously, cpcc careercoach dot com, and for um, and then also my other one would be polishedresumes dot com. So people can look for me on either one of those websites. Perfect. Well, Diane, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to this out there, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and give you some more great tips on tell me about yourself and networking and we're going to say goodbye to diane so thank you so much for your time but we'll be right back here on the career confidant when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we were talking with Diane Hudson about Tell Me About Yourself, and sometimes that is a an, great interviewing question that most interviewers will ask in some form or another. And it also can be something that you've prepared to speak to at a networking event. Biggest keys here. First of all, to realize when your answer to the question can be more than just tell me about yourself. So in interviews, most of the time I have people prepare to answer the question, tell me about yourself and why you're interested in this position. And even if they just ask, tell me about yourself, I love for you to close with something that ties whatever you're saying about yourself back to why you're interested in this position. So you might talk about your experience, your training, Whatever it is, a specific accomplishment, as Diane was suggesting, a story, some kind of example versus just a list of, of items, and then tie that back to that position. So I've got 20 years of experience in X. One of my favorite projects was working with a company to do Y, and that's part of why I was so excited about this position, because it appears that there'd be a great opportunity to do Z. Tying those pieces all together, then you can lead into a a question and or in an interview situation, 
say. I'm so excited to learn more about that today here in our interview. I also prefer that in some way you say thank you in that answer, whether you start out with, you know, thank you for your time, and then you start your answer, or at the end, you know, I look forward to learning more about how I can, more more about that today, and really appreciate your time in interviewing me. Whatever it is, sometimes at the end, it sounds too much like you're finishing up the interview, but you do want to acknowledge them as they start asking that first question. This is a pretty stereotypical first question in interviews for more traditional types of companies and or people who don't know much about what they're doing. If they Google something, it's going to come up as that this is the first question they should ask. So we do want to be prepared to answer it. If you get a contemporary type of company, they may ask it in a different way, but you're still going to be able to use some of the same elements in the answer. So when you're thinking about tell me about yourself, some of the key things to stay away from. First is a chronological um, walkthrough of your career. They got that on your resume. And even if they didn't read your resume, which most interviewers won't have read your resume, unfortunately, even if they didn't read your resume, a chronological walkthrough of your work history is is going to be quite boring. Sorry, it doesn't really matter what you've done. Anybody's chronological history, listening to that is just not going to be exciting. You do want to stay away from a list of adjectives and platitudes, just like we want you to stay away from that in your resume. I don't want a list of that you're, as Diane was saying, you know, hardworking, results-oriented. No, no, no. You might have a few of those things, pick out a few, and then tell me a story that backs them up. If you've taken some of the assessments that you can take as a job seeker, the strengths finder, or you can take some similar things online, doesn't really matter if it's, you know, a statistically valid measurement. It's more about language, so even some of those free personality assessments and things that you can do online, it can help you get some language so that instead of listing off three things or four things that are generic, you could actually list off three or four things that are specific to you, aligned with your strengths. And then again, telling some kind of story that is going to draw the person in, get them engaged in that conversation with you. In this part of, of an interview or even if you're networking and someone has asked you, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you do or whatever that is, you want to use language that's appropriate. And that might look different in an interview, in some interviews, than in networking. Who's your audience, right? If you are even doing an interview, but it's with HR and you're a very technical person, you'll want to adjust your answer. You don't want to strip out all the technology. You know, that that is important that they know you know the technology. But you don't want to be talking in a way that is disrespectfully removed from the fact that they're not in technology. Engage them in the conversation. Talk in terms that they will understand. You don't have to dumb it down. But talk in terms that they will understand. Tell a story that will engage them 
And one of my favorites was a, a lady who is working in a computer manufacturing company and going to interview at a medical device company. And whenever she told her stories in our practice, thankfully, there were all these part numbers for printer cartridges. And I stopped her. I said, well, what's that? What's that? What's that? Well, those printer cartridge part numbers don't add any value to the story, and they make it hard to connect with what she's saying. So we'll get rid of all of them, right? They don't don't matter. We don't need to know what the part number was. In fact, we really don't even know need to know that it was a printer cartridge. That might add a little bit of value to this story, but we want to make sure that when we're being specific in those ways. We're not being overly specific. We're using language that enriches the story, not detail that's just there for the sake of detail. And so especially if you're changing industries, that's something to watch out for. If you're changing levels, so let's say you're going to go from being an engineer to a program or project manager, or you're going to go from being an individual contributor to a first-line manager, you'll want to watch your language in stories according for that. So if all of the things you're talking about are very specific and reflective of you being an individual contributor, people are going to have a hard time picturing you as anything else. So you're going to want to tell a story and use language that demonstrates your ability to lead, coordinate, project manage, even if you haven't had that title. Right? You want to be able to adjust those stories and tell the part of the story that matters and use language that is not deceitful, but it's mostly the stories that you choose to tell and the language that you tell them in. You, don't have, you, you, know, you can't make stuff up, but you can tell the stories that are most relevant and use language that will be most appropriate for that position and or that employer. You want to be careful with personal items. And very early on in my coaching career, this was one of my my big lessons, doing a group with women who had been incarcerated and were now at a halfway house. And I went in and we were going to do this exercise and we were going to, you know, develop our tell me about yourself answers. And I said, you know, today we're going to talk about how to answer the question, tell me about yourself. So here, you know, you have 90 seconds to, um, to two minutes to tell me about yourself. And I, I didn't give any more instruction than that. Well, you can imagine the stories that I got about the offenses that they had, the reason that they were in jail, the sometimes even the drugs that they had done, the number of kids that they had. And you might think, oh, that's an extreme example, but I've done that exercise with many people and even after giving some more instruction we'll get answers about as Diane was saying where they grew up and how many kids they have and what they like to do for fun some of those elements can be appropriate in some instances obviously in a networking situation including some of that information although perhaps not leading off with how many kids we have, but what we do for fun or how long we've lived in our location or some of those things. In an interview, some of those elements can make sense to include if they're relevant to the company. 
So for instance, if you were interviewing at one of our local breweries here in Fort Collins, Colorado, you may include that you're a home brewer. Or if you're interviewing at New Belgium specifically, you might include that you rebuild bikes or or build bikes from scratch. Those things would be personal pieces of your brand that are relevant to the company. Of course, you'd still want the majority of the answer to be focused on the relevant skills and accomplishments and or a story that match up with the job duties. But there's nothing wrong with throwing in a little bit of personal stuff that matches with their culture when it is appropriate. If you're interviewing at a traditional company, you know, an older school company, it probably isn't going to be appropriate at all. So when we're thinking about tell me about yourself, it's really tell me about your professional highlights that market you for this job. If they were really going to ask exactly what they're looking for, that's what they would say. Tell me about your professional highlights that will market you for this position. That makes sense for us to know to see if you are a good fit for this position. And similar to the summary on your resume, what you choose to share, what you choose to highlight tells them a lot about what you value, what you think they need, and what your, your brand is, right? What you want to be known for, what you are known for. So you want to choose those elements carefully as you construct your response. We're going to take a short break here again. We'll be right back in just a few minutes and finish up with a checklist of things you can do to make your tell me about your response, tell me about yourself response better. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about your response to Tell Me About Yourself. And we've been talking about it in both a networking and a interviewing context. So let's talk about it in in networking for just a moment here. So if you've listened to this show before, you know that I'm not very fond of the idea that we get in our heads when we hear elevator pitch. The word pitch is a sales term that doesn't serve us very well in networking. Networking is not about sales. It's about building relationships. And of course, good salespeople are about building relationships. But when we're the lay person thinking about networking, I don't want you to think of it as sales. So I'm not fond of that. And the idea that you're going to build a relationship within 30 seconds writing up an interview is, you know, not going to happen. So What is the real idea behind this? The real idea behind it is that we've got to be ready to ask the stereotypical questions that people are going to, we've got to be ready to answer the stereotypical questions that people are going to ask when we're networking. And one of those, of course, is going to be, what what do you do? Or tell me about what you do or whatever form it comes in, especially in the U.S., they're going to ask that question. We want to be prepared with a answer that especially in this networking situation is in layman's terms is easily understood, accessible and, and creates engagement with anyone we might talk to. So this is particularly challenging for those of you who are in the technical space, because I can't have a whole bunch of technical jargon mumbo jumbo in here I need it to be something that any person I come in contact with would understand. So break it down, boil it down. You know, if if your kids could understand it, not your, you know, overly intelligent kids, but your normal kids could understand it, then you're doing good. We don't need to dumb it down too much, but it needs to be something anybody can engage with and understand. However, that needs to be adjusted and perhaps best if we think about ahead of time how it might be adjusted depending on where we're going to network. If we're going to be at a technical event with our peers, we can be more technical, right? If we're going to be at a chamber networking event or a cocktail event with our spouse, we probably need to think about how we want to say that differently. And there it's going to be very short and sweet and no sales, no, no, no reason to be salesy in a networking opportunity. You'll have plenty of time for that, build a relationship, ask great questions. And ages ago, did a show called Ditch the Pitch and Take the Stairs, because if you really want to network effectively, you won't be worried about your pitch as much as you are about asking great questions and building a relationship with those people who it makes sense to do so with. So 
the networking, tell me about yourself, tell me about what you do, going to be very different than, in some ways, than your interviewing response. Your interviewing response is going to be a little bit more structured. It's going to be longer, right? You get 60 to 90 seconds, up to two minutes. If you're really telling a good story, you can get away with that. If you go any longer than that, people will stop listening. They'll stop paying attention. So be careful of that. I recommend that you practice your tell me about yourself. Of course, you're going to adjust it. You want to be natural. But guess what? The way you sound great and natural is actually practice, 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 not doing it off the cuff. People always get that, in my opinion, wrong. That, well, if I practice it, it'll sound canned. Well, here is your three choices. One, you don't practice it, and you say something you don't mean to say, you stumble, you don't make a great first impression. Two, you write it out, you practice it a little bit, you sound canned, perhaps, but you don't stumble as much, you don't sound like a dork, you don't say something you don't want to say right off the bat in that interview, preferable for me than off the cuff. And three is that you practice to the point where it sounds natural because you are able to interchange the parts and think on your feet because you've practiced so much. When you see a great speaker, it's not that they're great because they're doing it off the cuff and they seem so effortless. Those are the people who've practiced the most. That's why it seems effortless, is because they don't have to look at their notes. They don't have to think about what they're going to say, not because they're doing it off the cuff, but because they've practiced so much that they know it internally and externally, and they can they can adjust it. They can go with the flow a little bit because they've practiced it so much. So don't fall into that faulty thinking that it will sound rehearsed if you rehearse. First of all, if it sounds rehearsed because you've only rehearsed a little bit and you didn't get to that point, I prefer that than the stumbling and and making mistakes. So one of my favorite mistakes and one of my favorite clients was working with a transition from one state to another, from one industry to another, had all kinds of transitions going on and interviewing for positions. And he came in and he said, you know, I just keep falling into the same trap in the interview. And I said, well, what's going on? Well, I feel like that people are turned off when I talk about my divorce. I could see how that would happen, right? Not appropriate for most companies in that first interview, first date, to talk about that kind of transition. And I said, well, how does that come up? Well, you know, they always ask, tell me about yourself. And I share that I'm making this transition and I'm I'm moving. And, you know, the reason I'm moving is because I'm getting divorced. And wow. So we're leading off a conversation with something that is very personal, uncomfortable for most people, right? It's an emotion that they don't know how to handle. It's it's a a topic that they, they don't know what to do with. And so I asked, well, why, what's, what do you think is important about including that? And well, you know, I'm used to working with a small company where everyone wants to know everyone. Everyone wants to be friends and, and be knowledgeable about people's lives. 
Well, that can be good, right? But not on a first date. And not with the big types of more corporate companies he was talking to. So some of the time when we're thinking about our answer to this question, we really want to think through that audience. We want to think through what makes sense to them and err on the side of being overly professional and stodgy, you know, being cutesy and or overly transparent is more likely to hurt you. This is a first date. It's your first impression. You want to be personable, but there's no reason to be overly personal. And as you go into that interview, think about this. So you want to talk about your best stuff related to what they're looking for. You want to answer the question, tell me about yourself and why you want to work here. Connect those dots. Include a story, one great story that that ties you to that company's needs. And practice, practice, practice. Get it between 60 and 90 seconds. Call yourself, leave a voicemail, listen to it, see what you think. That's a great way to practice. We tend to do better just listening to our audio. I know some people do video interview prep. I find people pay so much attention to how they look, but they're really not focused on the importance of what they're saying. We can get rid of those any visual tics in a different way. Call yourself, leave a voicemail, listen to it, and really be prepared to make that great first impression with this age-old question of tell me about yourself. If you have any thoughts, questions, ways that we can assist, always happy to hear, hear those and answer those. If you want to write to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at a strategic advantage.com and we'll see you right back here again next week on the career confidant thank you for listening to the career confidant marie zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next monday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific on the voice america business channel be sure to join us then Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 